BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And we are in the woods basement system, Storm Runner. We have found snow, wind, and low visibilities. We'll have the latest. Every last one of us here tonight, if we stand together, we can affect a positive change in this city. Dozens come together to honor the victims of the deadly shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. What we're learning about the suspects police detained after the tragedy. Plus, a woman is struck by a car while she's standing or walking along 270 in Maryland Heights. We've got an update on her condition coming up. As we welcome you back on this Friday, it's February 16th, and you are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I am Blair Lede, and uh, we have snow in our area today. Let's take a live look right now. This is our roof camera in Maryland Heights. Hasn't gotten to us here uh, yet, but meteorologist Angela Huddy is on the Lakeside Renovation and Design Weather Deck with uh, some of the places already seeing some snow. Hey, Angela. Hey there, Blair and John. Yeah, the last two times I've walked out here to the Lakeside Renovation and Design Weather Deck, I felt about one or two little pings of precipitation, maybe a little cold rain, maybe a little ping of sleet, but nothing uh, significant coming down here in Maryland Heights just yet. But there has been on the eastern edge of our precipitation some little spotty burst of light precipitation. But the main batch of snow is currently north of I-70. We're going to get to that visual here coming up. But those snow showers are building their way eastward. They will primarily be north of I-70 here early on this morning and working their way south and southeast. Now, currently to the south, we have a mix of some sleet rain uh, coming down in some spottier areas right now. But as we go through that morning commute out to the bus stop and on the roads, that snow will be building in. By this afternoon, that snow will be moving out. But in between, we have a little bit of a mess of weather on the way for our Friday. We'll show you that with Futurecast coming up in just a bit. But again, we want to show you where the snow is coming down right now, and that's where we find the Woods Basement System Storm Runner and inside Toasty Warm meteorologist Jamie Travers. What are you seeing and where are you right now? Yeah, well, right now we are still in Pike County, but we're heading south on US 61 and we have had to slow down because of mainly the low visibility. We are having trouble seeing as um, Dan, my uh, photojournalist and uh, who's operating the vehicle, the storm runner this morning says we can't really see more than 10 yards ahead of us. You can see if you look closely some tr tire tracks. So snow is sticking to the roads here on US 61 but it is very, very hard to see what's in front of us. We have had a few cars pass us. It looked like they got over into the right-hand lane and slowed down as well. If you, There's a car right now um, passing us. If you look closely, you can see oncoming traffic also. So we do have roads, uh, snow sticking to the, uh, to, to the roads this morning. Those temperatures are now down into the low 30s with the air temp at about 27 degrees here in Pike County, headed back toward uh, Lincoln County. So it's been snowing for a while at a pretty good clip, pretty heavy snow falling in this area. And uh, that's why we're starting to see 
it accumulate not only on the roads but also on the grassy surfaces as well. Now we did speak with uh, with IDOT yesterday and MoDOT said they'll be keeping a close eye on the situation but Joe Monroe expected to have his crews out right around now right around starting at 6 a.m. to get ahead of the morning commute as the snow starts to fall and here is what he had to say about the situation. We'll obviously be conservative. Morning commutes for us are big. I mean, everything's big, but think about it. A lot of our side of the river works towards, you know, the Missouri side. So we we realize that, you know, we want to be definitely in front. We can't afford to get stuck in that traffic. So we have to be a little more aggressive with our calls. And obviously we're going to do that. Load up more shit so it makes it... And uh, we are uh, still dealing with the low visibility, the uh, heavy precipitation, the snow falling uh, right now, and the wind. So as uh, cars pass you in this area, the wind really blows up that snow as well, reducing visibility even further. So we will keep a close eye on the roads and monitor, continue to monitor the situation here from the Woods Basement System Storm Runner. But for now, we will send it back to you all in the studio. All right, Jamie, well, stay safe out there. Once you hit our metro area and surrounding regions, it's not gonna be the snow that's the issue just yet. Now, just in the last couple of minutes, a stalled vehicle popping up 270 North uh, right near Doherty Ferry. Actually, it looks like it might've just cleared, but this was a completely different scene. Just a couple seconds ago, uh, it was blocking that left-hand lane and it had things backed up to about Manchester. So here's a view from our camera at Manchester right now. Still pretty heavy. You're dealing with a couple miles of uh, this residual slowdown. So if you're taking 270, consider getting off at 44 and taking Lindbergh before hopping back on 270. You'll avoid, again, that residual delay due to that stalled vehicle. This will also help with this. We've got two east and westbound lane closures uh, going on from the 270 off-ramp all the way to Tally Drive. So again, 270 north moving through De Pere right now is going to be the problem spot. Back to you guys. Thank you so much, Callista. Well, a stretch of I-270 in Maryland Heights was closed early this morning after a woman was hit by a car. She was either standing or walking along 270. That car then drove off. The Power Two's Chris Renier is live where this all happened with how that woman is doing right now. Chris? Baron John, good morning to both of you. Corporal Dallas Thompson with the Missouri Highway Patrol telling me that the woman who was struck was conscious when she was taken by EMS from the scene here. We don't have any additional details on her condition just yet. Part of 270 North behind us here was shut down for a while as the Missouri Highway Patrol investigated the incident. As you can see, the scene has since cleared the highway completely reopened. We can show you video from earlier when the scene here was active in 270 North and this area was closed. This all happened about three o'clock this morning on 270 North, just north of the I-70 ramps. Corporal Thompson says the woman was hit either on 270 North or on the shoulder. Then the vehicle which struck her drove away. At this point, it's unclear what the woman was doing in the area. Authorities also don't have a detailed description of the vehicle involved that left the scene. Thompson tells us right now it's unclear why the vehicle left the area. No other vehicles were involved here. For about an hour earlier overnight, traffic going north on 270 was being forced off the highway here at those I-70 ramps. Trooper Thompson says a trooper did go to the hospital to speak with the woman who was hit. As we get more details on this unfolding investigation, we will certainly pass them on to you. For now, live in Maryland Heights, 
I'm Chris Fournier. Well, there was a vigil last night to honor the victims of Wednesday's mass shooting right after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. It was at Casey's Skywalk Memorial Park, and they say it was a chance for the community to gather and pray for those impacted by the shooting. The city's chief of police says there is no sign that shooting was an act of terror. Now they say it stemmed from an argument between several young people. Three people were detained, two of them underage, under the age of 18. There was an adult male who was held for a while but has since been released from custody. And a man was shot in the leg overnight in North St. Louis. This was just after midnight on Dr. Martin Luther King Drive at North Grand. It was just north of Grand Center in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood. And a Power of Two News follow-up on an off-duty police officer shot in the face Wednesday morning on North Broadway. He and two others confronted teenagers outside of their private club. They say the teens were breaking into the officer's cars. So far, police have not uh, presented any charges to family court about the shooting. Two juveniles are charged in connection with the stolen car. No charges filed against two other juveniles for lack of evidence. And here's another power of two follow up. It's on that teenager shot Wednesday night. It was on Elias Avenue in the Baden neighborhood of North St. Louis. Police say a man was shooting at a dog. He missed the dog, but hit the 11 year old boy in the thigh. Apparently the boy was playing football with friends at the time. The shooter ran away and has not been found. Well, the mayor of St. Louis says she is doing what she can to make the streets safer. This is after a mom and daughter were killed crossing the street after Tuesday night's Drake concert. Investigators say a speeding out of control Jeep, a 22 year old was driving ran red lights just before this happened. Charges are filed against 22 year old Monte Henderson for two counts of involuntary manslaughter. After police say he drove through the city at a high rate of speed. Measures to prevent things like this seems to have stalled, like Board Bill 105 that was proposed five months ago. The bill would re-establish red light cameras. Well, more than 12,000 votes were cast by residents on what to do with that $250 million St. Louis still has in Ram settlement money. Last night, the board considered setting up an endowment fund, meaning the money would be invested through a, a nonprofit. The settlement money would then, they say, potentially generate $12 million per year. Well, Chairwoman Alicia Saunier predicts a conservatively managed fund would double in around 23 years.